Hey y'all, this is Tim Monzingo with the Alcohol and Drug Abuse Council of Deep East Texas. Uh, I just wanted to take a second before we get started to let you know that, you know, this is a podcast about substance use. Sometimes you're going to hear us talk about things that are tough and uncomfortable, and really our overall goal is just to help people be healthier and happier. Um, with that said, do what you need to do to take care of yourself. You know, feel free to pause and step away from this if you need to. Uh, the episode is going to be right here when you get back, and it's most important for you to just take care of yourself. Uh, thanks a lot. Whether it's alcohol, tobacco, legal or illegal drugs, it's a fact that people from all walks of life struggle with substance use problems. That's a fact that we're going to explore here on Give, Get, and Grow, a podcast by the Alcohol and Drug Abuse Council of Deep East Texas. Uh, in this show, I'm going to talk to people who've seen the effects of substance use and recovery firsthand. They've seen heartbreak and tragedy, but they've also seen that it doesn't have to end like that. Uh, this show is going to be about stories of addiction and despair, as well as recovery and hope from the people who give, get, and grow in recovery every single day. Uh, I'm Tim Monzingo, and I'm the Public Relations Coordinator at the Region 5 Prevention Resource Center here in Lufkin in beautiful Deep East Texas. Thanks for joining us. So when I was, you know, I never really, I mean, I drank when I was a child, a, a teenager, but I never had a, a problem or anything. But when I was 24, I started taking pain pills. Uh, they were actually prescribed to me by the dentist. But I started taking them, and then he just kept giving them to me. I, I liked them. Meet Julie, a lifelong East Texan who struggled with drug addiction, started subtly before she even knew it. Hi, my name is Julie Nash. I'm a recovering addict. Um, I work here at ADAC as a recovery coach. I didn't even realize I was addicted until he did not call in a prescription one day and I was sick. And then I started, you know, buying them off the streets. That started when I was 24. By the time I was 28, I was injecting uh, Dilatas. Um, and from Dilatas, it went to heroin and it just was a whole new ball game. I ended up living on the streets over here in the north side of Lufkin in a crack house, um, shooting dope a lot you know that's all i did i didn't i had six children like, like i said and i didn't have any custody of any of them um i would have babies and my mother would take they would take them for me in the hospital because I, of course i was using them while i was pregnant one day finally i got um arrested on a theft charge it was a felony theft and then i got two more charges while being in angelina county um jail i got two more charges which sent me to prison while julie was in prison on those theft charges her father got sick She'd always been close with her family, and so she and her attorney filed a motion for an early release hearing so that she could be home when he died. That hearing was set for January 3rd, but just 16 days before it, he passed away. The hearing was scheduled and went ahead anyway. They still brought me back to Angelina County, and I went before the judge, and he went ahead and let me out. But when he let me out, he court-ordered me into Judge White's drug court. Judge Paul White runs the drug court in Angelina County. It's an alternative to the traditional criminal justice system for people with substance use problems. Uh, instead of focusing on punishments, it gets them into treatment and rehabilitation options. So I went and seen, I got out, went and seen Judge White, and he said, you got two weeks to be home, and then I'm sending you to treatment. And I'm not going to lie, I was angry. I didn't understand why I had to go to rehab. You know, I'd just gotten out of prison. I was sober. But he thought that it was a good idea. So I went, two weeks later, I went to Pathway to Recovery in Lamarck, Texas, and it was the best thing that ever happened to me. So even though Julie was sober coming out of prison uh, and been sent to a treatment facility, there were still some real doubts that she'd be able to complete the terms of her agreement, even from the judge. And they weren't exactly unfounded either. Julie had already been to about a dozen rehab facilities, and nothing had really seemed to stick. He told me, you'll never make it. I don't want you in my drug court. He really didn't want me there. 
Um, it's not that he didn't want me there. He didn't think that I was going to be successful at it. <laughs> I never listened to anything they had to say. I thought I knew it all. You know, I'd do it while I was in there, but when I got out, I wouldn't. Jillian made up her mind that things would be different this time. She didn't want to fall back into the same old familiar patterns that had sabotaged her in the past. Drug court and her own determination were going to make sure of that. And so it's like I had somebody to answer for. For the next two years, they kind of give you structure of your life and what you're going to have to do, you know. And so I think that that, that mindset of, and also my, I knew that I would not be in prison if my mother died. So I was just like, I'm going to be open-minded. Whatever they say, I'm going to do matter what it is and that's what I did and uh, when I got out I continued to do that I went to meetings twice a day I went to Diana Street and Lifeline to work around my work schedule I had to, you know I did both and I just I started working the steps and that's how I changed my life around as part of her drug court terms Julie started working with Brad Bell a chemical dependency counselor at the Alcohol and Drug Abuse Council of Deep East Texas and he really saw some potential in her in his groups, I would always help. I would always read. I'd do whatever I could to help in group. And so I always wanted to help other people. And he knew that. So I guess that's, I just knew that I wanted to help other people. Through recovery coaching, I could do that. So when this job opening came up, he texted me and said, hey, uh, they got this job op- job opening at ADAC as a recovery coach. And I think you'll be great. Are you interested? And I was like, absolutely. <laughs> July 2021 marked four years Julie has been in recovery. In that time, she's remarried rebuilt relationships with her kids and mom, and even recently bought a home. Like working as a recovery coach, those are things she never pictured herself doing. But I'd never thought that I would, would amount to anything more than a heroin addict, and here I am, you know? I guess my thing is, is I just want people to know if I can do it, they can do it. Julie knows her story is proof that there are misconceptions about who drug users are and how they end up struggling with substance use disorders. This isn't a choice people make. It's a cycle they fall into. That's something she wants people to take away from hearing her experiences. Um, you know, a lot of people in the, a lot of different people in the media are just, they're very judgmental and they think that, you know, this, this person that's on drugs is some just, they grew up homeless. They didn't have anything and now they're a drug addict. They have this picture of what a drug addict looks like. And that's not true at all. I mean, I came from a great home. Um, great family although i mean i had a huge family and it was very very i guess whatever you call normal is but it was very just a great happy family and you know and i was a drug addict a heroin addict my parents both worked for the city of savannah and here i was strung out on drugs living on the streets you know i think that you come from all walks of life i think that um, the main thing is that a lot of people think it's a choice like, just say no. It's a choice. Why can't you just say no? It's not a choice. It's a disease. You know, you can't just, you know, I wish there were so many times I would wake up on the streets or wherever I was staying for the night and thank God I just want to stop. You can't. Yeah. I mean, we never chose that. You know, I never grew up thinking, oh, I want to make the choice to live in a crack house on the north side of Lufkin and have no food or money or anything. No, that's not a choice we made. But once you start, and you know, it's an addiction. I think that's the main thing that is a misconception. Mm-hmm. Just as Julie found challenges in her own recovery and process, she's found rewards and challenges in her new work as a recovery coach. Personally, what's my biggest challenge is just getting people to see that there is a different way of life. You know, some people are very accustomed when you are on drugs for so long, you become friends with those people and you think that there are, you know, and they, some of them are your friends, some of them, most of them ain't, but that's your way of life and you don't see that there's any other way i guess getting people to realize that this really does work just just follow me and listen to me and i will help you you know that's probably the biggest problem i have
Despite those challenges, when someone does find success through Julie's program and process, she said it's incredibly rewarding for her and something she looks forward to every time. It's great. You know, watching, there's one girl in particular that I've been working with for about a year and watching her grow and just, it's just, it's just the most amazing feeling ever. You know, I got to experience going to a water park with her and her daughter and, you know, and the, and we did that so that the families could come together and be, you know, show each you know not just for the participants to have a fun day but to let you know bring their families in and be a part of their recovery and to watch her and her daughter and i know how that relationship was a year ago or two years ago blossom and them have so much fun laughing and playing and you know it was it was the best feeling ever each september organizations like adac host recovery awareness month events as a recovery coach, Julie is putting on this year's Recovery in the Park event from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Saturday, September 25th in Kiwanis Park in Lufkin. There will be family-friendly activities like face painting and rock climbing and a petting zoo from Roselake Ranch, as well as booths and other things. Community participation in events like Recovery in the Park can play a role in helping people who are in recovery. I think that it w- it's important for people in the community to show up. To let You don't have to be a recovering addict. Just to let people know that, to let the recovering addicts know that you're there to support them and that, you know, you support recovery. Julie said there are small steps anyone can take in their personal life that could benefit someone with a substance use problem. And she wants people to know that there is help out there. Letting that friend or family know that you're not going to judge them and just be there for them. Um, Whether it's take them to an AA meeting. If they need a ride, take them there and drop them off. I mean, you don't have to stay. Um... Show them that you're there to support them and not judge them. Because I know for me, um, for a long time, different people in my, and not, and it's not really, I don't, maybe they didn't judge me, but they were tired of the stuff I had been doing. Um, but some people did, they judged me pretty bad. And uh, I think not judging others, you know, because you never know, it could happen to anybody. I mean, if you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, just know that there is a way out. You can call ADAC at any time and ask for me, and I'll be willing to help you, talk to you. If you need treatment, we'll help you get into treatment. We'll set that up. If you or someone you know needs help with a substance use issue or concern, or if you just want some more information, you can call the Alcohol and Drug Abuse Council of Deep East Texas 24-7 at 1-800-445-8562. Give, Get, Grow is a production of the Alcohol and Drug Abuse Council of Deep East Texas in the Region 5 Prevention Resource Center. We work in Angelina, Hardin, Houston, Jasper, Jefferson, Nacogdoches, Newton, Orange, Polk, Sabine, San Augustine, San Jacinto, Shelby, Trinity, and Tyler Counties, where we offer prevention, intervention, and treatment programs and services. The Prevention Resource Center has a ton of good information about the region available for free as part of its mission. For more information, visit adacdet.org slash PRC5. That's A-D-A-C-D-E-T dot O-R-G slash PRC5. A big thanks to Julie for sharing her story with us today, and a big thanks to all y'all for listening. Remember to subscribe so you can keep up with our newest episodes as they come out. Follow ADAC on Facebook at facebook.com slash A-D-A-C-D-E-T and on Instagram where we're at A-D-A-C underscore D-E-T. Our intro music is titled Beat 10, and the exit song is Little Bits by Johnny Dodd's Trio. We got both the songs from the Open Music Archive at openmusicarchive.org. Thanks for joining us. Be safe out there and take care of yourself. We'll see you next time.